Hi, besties. You're listening to Long Distance BFF. I'm Tristan. And I'm Samantha. We're your new best friends. Each episode, we'll dive into friendship head first. We'll talk about celebrity friendships, heartwarming friendships, and maybe share some tips to keep your friendship strong along the way. We're the friendship experts. Hi, besties. Hey, besties. Welcome back. Oh my gosh, we took a little bit of time off. It was really nice. What did you do during your time off? Yes, we took some unplanned time off. What did I do? I worked. Rowan had a big concert one of the weekends. I just, it was busy. Just right before the holidays, you know, just those last little things that you have to do. Yes, I understand. Well, I went on a field trip with my son's school and we ended up going to Catalina Island. It was so amazing. They have this camp there and we did snorkeling, kayaking, hiking, swinging. Anyways, it was so fun. We had such a blast. It looked and, fun. It'll be one oh of my those gosh. things that you just have memories of forever with Rusty. Yes. And the camp counselors were so great. I met a really awesome girl named Voss mm. and we hit it off really well. She was so cool. I feel like I could have been friends with her had oh. we been able to hang out more. Yeah. Was she young or? Oh, she was young, yeah. young, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Fun. <laughs> but I'm glad to be back. Yes, me too. And we're, cu- we're kicking it off with a good episode. Yes. We watched City Slickers. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what other, <laughs> How- I can't even think of some like a better friendship to talk about. No. Then three men. Each of them in their <laughs> own midlife crisis. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So these three guys, we all know Billy Crystal, of course. He's like the main character, Mitch. Mm-hmm. He's married. He's got a couple kids. Did you recognize one of his kids? Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> uh, Jake Gyllenhaal. Jake his Gyllenhaal. Kids. Yeah. Yes. A little, little young Jake Gyllenhaal. He was 10 years old when he played oh my gosh, in City so Slickers. Yeah. So if you want to see a young Jake Gyllenhaal at 10 years old, mm-hmm. City Slickers is what you need to watch. Yeah. So he's married. He's got the kids. He has just a regular job. His kids think it's boring and he's just not super happy. He's kind of in a, just a big slump. His boss comes and tells him, well, you need to start checking with me before you do, you know, these big deals and stuff. And he's like, he's just feeling bad about himself and just unhappy. Yeah. Like he lost his spark. He Mm -hmm. lost his drive to continue going, you know? Yeah. And that's what kind of, what am I living for? Exactly. And that's one of the big things his wife said to him is you've lost your smile. And he's still, he's still a jokester. He's a comedian and he's a jokester dad, but it's still, it's kind of, he's just really negative Yeah. and he's very, he doesn't like aging. So his birthday comes along and did you, did you see which birthday it is? Yes. (laughs) Made me feel so old. I was like, oh shoot. So it's his 39th birthday and he's like, oh, my 39th birthday. And he's in this slump. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> we're getting ready to turn 39. Yes. I've yes. got a couple more weeks. You've got 
a few more months, but yeah, 39. I know that was pretty crazy. Yeah. But these friendships, they have this. So it's like these three guys and it looks like they've been friends for a hundred years. Oh yeah. They've been friends since kids. They talk about things that had happened yeah. in their childhoods. Yeah. With together. Like right. They talk about when the two guys on his birthday say, look, we're going to go on. We bought this vacation to do this cattle drive. Remember when we were kids and you were Mitchie the kid and they, they mentioned yeah, yeah. their childhoods together a lot. So they're obviously friends since kids and all three of them are just going through a bad time. Phil, yes. Phil has committed adultery. Yes. And he's which he's of course. An unhappy marriage from the beginning. His wife is a jerk. Arlene, she's a jerk. He's stuck working in his father-in-law's grocery store. And it's just, he's not happy. No, he's not happy at all. Did you recognize Phil? From, from what... Home Alone. Yes. Yeah. He's one of the, what's his name? Is it Marv? I don't know which one's which, but yeah, he's one of the robbers. <laughs> the, the wet the, bandits. Yeah. The, he's part of the wet bandits, yeah. but yes. <laughs> so then you have Ed, who's the third one. And he is just kind of a playboy he's mm-hmm. a big adventurer like he just wants he's the one that gets them to do these create like the very beginning of the movie one of the opening scenes is them running with the bulls in spain or wherever they are so he's always like let's do these adventurous things let's do let's go skydiving and and all this stuff like he just He reminds me of the immature kid of the group. Mm -hmm. I think every group, if you have a three, uh, what is it? What was it called again? With the triad. Every time you have a triad, Mm -hmm. I feel like there's one of them that is like the mature one and there's always the kid. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And he's just kind of the immature one. He dates really young women and he just dates them. He's not really looking to settle down or anything. Mm. Um, but, but then he, he is at Mitch's birthday party. When they bring up the cattle drive, he is married to the young underwear model. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, they're still, they're just having fun. He's what I love about his youth. That's kind yes. of his midlife crisis is he's, he just doesn't want to have kids. He's just wants to stay free. Mm-hmm. What I love about the three of their friendship is that they make a point to get together once a year to do a trip. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like it's not a regular trip. It sounds like it's an adventure. Mm -hmm. I know you and your husband have do an adventure every anniversary. We do. But I feel like this is their thing. They have some kind of adventure once a year. And that is so friendship goals right there. Absolutely. Yep. And they involve their wives which is really cool usually. So the cattle drive is different, but in the beginning, when they go on this bull bull running with the bulls thing, their wives are with them and it's really fun. I think that's a great, a great thing to do in a friendship is to take a trip together once in a while. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of Yes. And they have a lot of good banter with each other. Mm -hmm. I should have wrote down more quotes, but I I love how 
they pick on each other. It's all in fun. Yes. I think that's what makes it so funny is how they pick on each other. Oh yeah. Constantly. So at the birthday party at first, Mitch is like, no, I'm not going on a cattle drive. My wife, we're, we've got a, a trip to Florida planned during the vacation this year. I got to go with my family. And she kind of pulls him aside and she's like, no, this is when she says, you've lost your smile. You're unhappy. You, mm-hmm. you need to do something. Something needs to be done. So they decide to go on this cattle drive. And so my kids were watching this with me and I could tell they were starting to get bored during the very, you know, the beginning, the first 20 minutes yeah. is just kind of some crap happening. And then, and then you get into like, they make it to, I think it was New Mexico to go on their cattle drive. Mm-hmm. And then it started to get really good. Just the funniness comes out. And I was telling them, just wait, <laughs> just wait. It's going <laughs> to get really good here. Well, and I love watching the personal growth. So you have to hit rock bottom before you can have some growth. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what happens with them. They go on this trip and they start learning things about themselves mm-hmm. and they have to problem solve together. So they get to this cattle drive and they're learning some techniques. They're all so they're all like, from Manhattan. Like they are, this yeah. is city. They're city slickers. They're from Manhattan. <laughs> they have no idea what they're doing. And it's so funny to watch them try, you know, get, they go to the store to get their Western apparel and they're trying on different hats. And I just love that scene. It's so funny when they've got the different hats and Billy Crystal's like, looks like a doofus. (laughs) And then he finally finds the baseball cap and he's like, okay, this is the baseball cap is good. (laughs) And then they show them on the horses and they're just like bouncing (laughs) And they their meet- hats are falling yes. off. They're like, their arms are held weird. And yeah. Yes. And they meet the other people that are also going on the cattle drive. So there's two brothers, the ice cream brothers. Mm-hmm. There's the dentists, the father and son dentists. And then there's the woman that I love how she shows up. She says, oh, I, my friend was supposed to meet me here. And I found out at the airport that she couldn't make it. I think, Mm -hmm. I think I don't belong here. I think I'm going to go home. And they're just like, no, stay. You're going to be great. And she does. How cool is that? I I don't think I would ever do that. She does. I do have a little fun fact that I want to say real quick. Okay. Daniel Stern. Mm -hmm. He actually didn't know how to ride a horse and he didn't take any lessons prior to the filming of this oh wow so that it was genuine (laughs) (laughs) and that he would really learn how to ride a horse throughout filming this that's instead of coming in already knowing I thought that was pretty because he was the most awkward on the horse at first he was like not doing well well and it probably I mean obviously he's an actor he can definitely and he's a he's a good actor yeah but watching him there's probably a lot of that that is actual oh yeah I'm really struggling <laughs> okay so they start the cattle drive they meet the trail boss curly who mm-hmm. is he is a cowboy and he's really intimidating he's like a man's man you know mm-hmm. his cigarette hanging out of his mouth and just hardened hardened man yes <laughs> and yeah they meet him and Mitch he's just a goofball and Curly is not. Curly is 
all business. business. Yeah. So they just don't mesh. Right. In the beginning, Mitch tries to make some jokes about something that had happened and Curly's like, nope. <laughs> no. Yeah. I think my favorite scene is after they get out on the cattle drive, they're on their way out and Mitch causes a stampede. Oh yeah. With his coffee grinder. <laughs> he goes, <"Look>, guys. <laughs> I laughed so hard. There's this scene where Mitch is hanging on to this like little tree. <laughs> yeah. It's like bowing because he's too big for it. And, and then these- Phil. So Rowan, have you, so you've always heard, I've heard this. I don't know where, but that if you ever a stampede is coming at you, if you lay down on the ground, they'll just jump over you. I've heard that before. Haven't you? No, they'll no? trample you. Well, so that's why I think Phil, remember in the scene, Phil's running and they're coming behind him and he starts to lay down and then he like looks up and he's like, nope, I'm not going to try it. And he like runs off to the side and jumps into some rocks. But I think that's because there's some kind of myth, like an urban Haven't you seen the Lion King? Well, yeah. How did Mufasa die? He got stampeded. But there's some kind of urban legend that if you lay down flat, they'll jump over you. And that's why Phil did that. He went to lay down, but then he second guessed it and (laughs) decided not to because, yeah, that's silly. They'll trample you. Yes. So, (laughs) (laughs) yes, I know that is one of my favorite, too. And then Mitch is standing there at the end like, well, sorry. Sorry, guys. Everybody's mad at him because the ice cream brothers were like taking one of them was taking a shower. In the little like tent set up. Oh, that's so funny. So then after that, Curly takes Mitch out to gather some of the cattle that had gotten away. Yeah. And Mitch, so Curly says, I got to go get this cattle. I'm taking you. And Mitch is like, uh, because they had heard that he had maybe murdered some people. What did they hear in the beginning? He was afraid that. They were just afraid that he was going to murder him. And the, yeah. the way he acted too. The way he, you yeah, know, like, he was like, you mess holding with his me. knife. Yeah. And yeah. And so, so Mitch was really scared, but of course he is so comical about it. Oh, yeah. But after that night, they become friends. Yeah. They spent this night. Rowan said her favorite part was the part when Mitch was playing his harmonica. And this is when I think the switch happened. Mitch is playing his harmonica and Curly is like, knock it off. Mm-hmm. And Mitch sticks to his guns. He's like, nope, I'm going to keep playing my harmonica. So he keeps playing and it's like shaky. <laughs> he's <laughs> nervous. And then Curly starts singing along. Yeah. <laughs> and so he's singing along. And then Mitch, they like the end of the song comes and Mitch puts down his harmonica and he's getting ready to say like, Oh, well, that was nice. And then Curly starts singing again. And Mitch like, Oh, he grabs his harmonica and starts playing along. That was really funny. Yeah. So then, and then I feel like also what seals the deal is they find a cow that's Mm -hmm. giving birth and they go, listen, Josh wasn't watching it with us. And he walks through the room at that scene, the cow giving birth and he goes, Norman and walks out of the room. And it made me laugh because I had totally forgotten that, that he had named the baby cow Norman. Yes. So that was, so the, it was a real cow when they're like zoomed out, mm-hmm. like a real cow is laying there. 
And then when they come in closer, it is a fake cow. Oh, okay. Because they show it's a it. Fake cow. Yeah, they show. Yes. And then the baby cow is real. Oh, yeah. And so they put this baby cow and lubed it up with mm-hmm. whatever non-toxic jelly mm-hmm. and shoved this baby cow oh, in this yeah. fake mama cow. <laughs> really? The baby cow was six days old. Oh. Shoved him in this fake mama cow. And Probably then they, traumatized. <laughs> and then they delivered him. And that's if they took more than one take. Yeah. Which hopefully not. We're learning through watching a lot of movies yeah. that they do several takes of everything. So who knows how many times this baby cow had to be reborn? Yeah. The six oh, but it was that was a very profound moment for Mitch delivering this cow. And he mm-hmm. was just like, oh my gosh, like the beauty of life because he is kind of obsessed with death Mm -hmm. and just a very pessimistic just like we said just think he was just down he was just Mm -hmm. in a place in his life where he just was very negative Mm -hmm. and so this was just a profound experience for him to deliver this this baby cow yeah Mm -hmm. and then curly had to shoot the mom so mitch mitch was (laughs) (laughs) responsible for this baby cow he was the the father yeah and then the next day or later that day curly dies i know yes rowan called there. that yes oh rowan yeah called it like 15 minutes before she's like i have a feeling that guy's gonna have a heart attack or something yes and well and then mitch is like i can't believe he died and phil's like he ate bacon for every meal <laughs> yes. you can't do that yeah and Rowan, Rowan added in, and he smoked all the time. Yes, you can't live that way. Yes, and live very long. Yeah. Well, then it was funny because he died, and then all of a sudden the next scene is like his grave, and it's just a bunch of dirt piled on top of him. And, and Rowan, that looks like the roughest dirt to dig. Oh yeah, I couldn't even imagine like desert dirt. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, it was funny. Rowan was like, "Can you do that?" I was like, "It's a movie." Can you just bury someone like that? But before, so before he dies on that, that one night that they had together, Curly also told Mitch that he knew the meaning of life and he held out a finger and he said, it's one thing. And he wouldn't tell Mitch what it was. Yeah. You got to figure it out. You got to figure it out. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so Mitch, so they, they keep going and then um he dies and they have some issues with so curly was the trail boss there was issues with the other couple of guys that were ranch hands yeah. yeah the ranch hands and they ended up getting in a fight with them and i loved so they were they were just bad guys they there was a thing in the beginning of the movie where they were treating the girl badly and mitch stood up for her and then they just were picking on Mitch. So they were drunk and they bring out Norman. This is after Curly's death. They bring out Norman and they're pretending like they're going to mess with Norman, the cow. And mm. Mitch, Mitch says, I got to go save Norman. So he gets up and he goes and he saves Norman or he, you know, gets Norman away from them. And then they, they get into a tussle mm-hmm. and Phil and Ed are right there. Yeah, they have his back. They just run out of there and they tackle these guys. And Phil has a bit of a breakdown. 
I, well, I think that was his moment. That was his yeah. low discovering he is doing something wrong. Mm-hmm. And that is his moment. I think of where he, it's time for him to build himself up. Yeah. He hit rock bottom right then. And Mitch and Ed are right there with him. And Mitch is just kind of talking him off the ledge. Cause he's just like, what is my life? My it's over. I'm not going to be able to, cause he has kids with his jerk of a wife, but she controls everything. Her father controls everything, his job, everything. And he committed adultery. And in some States that's considered like it, they can take that into account in the divorce. And so he was like, you can, they're going to take my kids. And mm-hmm. He just hits rock bottom and Mitch is like, this is your do over. This is one of the parts where you know that they're kids from their friends from childhood. Cause he says, remember when we were kids and the ball would get stuck in the tree or whatever we would, we would call a do over and this Mm -hmm. is your do over. Yeah. So no, they were really there for all. They were really there for each other with Phil and Ed coming in to help when he was fighting the ranch hands and then for Mitch and Ed to help Phil when he's going through the trauma after that, no, you could really tell that they're there for each other, Mm -hmm. but the ranch hands leave, they take off. So now it is just city slickers. Uh Uh-huh. And the ice ice cows guys. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's what I mean. All all of them. Yeah. All of the, the newbies. Yeah. (laughs) The ones who are here on this vacation. Mm-hmm. And they're all that's left. No professionals. Yeah. And left. so, yeah, they're talking about, well, we just need to go. We just need to get on our horses. We'll leave the cows and we'll go. And the girl, Bonnie, she's like, well, wait, these cows are going to die out here if we leave right. them. Yeah. And the cu- the ice cream guys are like, who cares? <laughs> and Mitch <laughs> is the same. He's like, who cares? You know, and Phil or who was it? Phil or Ed? That's, it was it Ed. Ed. He spoke up and he said, I'll do it. I'll bring them in. And then Phil is like, I'll stay with you. And without even hesitation. Oh yeah. No hesitation. He's like, me too. And Mitch at first is like, no, you're crazy. Do it. You guys fine. You do it. I'm not. No. And so, yeah, the next day you see Phil and Ed struggling, trying to keep the herd together and who comes to save the day. Yeah. But Mitch, and he's changed his hat. Did you notice that? Oh, I didn't notice. Yeah. He started wearing, he put on Curly's cowboy hat. Oh, I wish I would have noticed that. That's a really good catch. Yeah. That's a really good catch. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Channeling Curly. Cause he and Curly got really close in that brief time together. That one night. They had some bonding for sure. Mm Mm-hmm. For sure. And then, yeah, they herd these cows together. They have to go through so many trials, like going across down this steep hill and through the river. Mm-hmm. And they don't even know the way. They're having to find their way. Yes. And they Norman meet almost other. dies. Yeah. Norman almost dies. And Mitch almost dies saving Norman. And then Ed and mm-hmm. Phil save Mitch and Norman. It's and they are just they just go through these life and death experiences and help each other and all part of their transformation Mm -hmm. with this trip. Yes. And they make it. Yeah. They make it. I love when they hit over the ridge there and they see the farm and, and they did it and they, they did it without any help, just each other, the three of them. It needed to be that way. Oh yeah. Yep. Just the three of them. Cause the other ones had gone on ahead 
Yeah. So we always talk about the friendship within the friendship. Mm, Okay. Ooh. Who do you think is the friendship within the friendship? I don't think. I think they're all three or what it shows in the movie. I feel like they're all three equal. So see, I think it is Phil and Ed that are the friends inside the friends. Mm. And I have three examples of why I think that. Number one, they planned this week without Phil, without Mitch, sorry. Mm -hmm. Ed, Phil and Ed planned this week without Mitch being a part of it. So they talked about it. They planned it. But I still think that they did this without, like, okay, mm-hmm. they still did it without him. Do you think him. they still would have gone without him if he had really said, no, I'm not going to go? I don't know. I don't know about that. Maybe they would have. I think they mm-hmm. would have because they had yeah. tickets. That's true. Yeah. Secondly, um, they had a bet after Curly died. Oh, Yeah. About how long it would take him to talk about death. Yes. <laughs> which to me means that they were talking behind his back, which yeah. means they were having conversations about Mitch. Yeah. Not necessarily negatively, but the fact that they had had this time to get together and talk privately. Mm-hmm. But I feel like Ed and Mitch talked about Phil and about Phil's marriage and stuff behind his back. Yeah, they did. Not not but, behind us back in a negative way. No, but just, no, but know, they just discussed it. Things. Yes. Yeah. And then my third example was when Phil go Phil goes with Ed easily after the ranch yeah. hands leave. That's true. So when Ed says, I'm staying with the cows, Phil was not leaving Ed. Mm-hmm. He was not going to leave him. Where Mitch was like, eh, okay, I'm going to leave you. He left them initially. Yes, he came back, but he did leave them yeah and I don't think Phil or Ed would have left each other and they didn't Mm -hmm. so that's to me I'm not saying that they're like way better friends Mm -hmm. but I just got the feeling throughout that they had a little bit extra yeah okay I can see that yeah there's my examples I can see it (laughs) (laughs) okay so we have to get to the end of the movie this is the funniest part to me was when they get the cows there and the owner guy of the the owner of the ranch and he's like thanks you guys this is amazing i had written it off you know i didn't i didn't think you'd ever get the cows back here and he says now these these cows are ready for the slaughterhouse yeah <laughs> and everybody's like wait what we just brought them all the way here we went through <laughs> hell to get them here and they're just going to be slaughtered and then the like, guy I thought you just brought them back and forth yeah. <laughs> well then the guy was like we usually do but the the yeah. prices are high and he yeah. said hey business is business this is what these cows are bred for which is true I think yeah. um yeah well he, is- made, he said what do you think the meat under the cellophane at the grocery store is Right. It's a lot easier for people when they don't know where it comes from. Yeah. A lot easier. Yep. And then Mitch has a little moment with Norman Mm -hmm. at the end. And it's really sweet. Norman comes up and he kind of nuzzles them because Mitch is his, his dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Took care of him. He fed him from the bottle. 
Right? So it's kind of sad. You're like, oh, man. But does he leave him behind? (laughs) That's the best part. Yeah. Shows up at the end, puts him right in his minivan. Yep. And they're going through this to home to their apartment. (laughs) And his wife's like, where are you going to keep him? He's like, the den. (laughs) (laughs) That's so funny. (laughs) Yeah. That's the best. The kids are happy. He's happy. He tells his wife, look, look what's back. And he gives her his smile. That was a terrible smile. I I didn't think it looked real. No. He's like, see, it was like. (laughs) That's not a real smile. It's terrible. I'd be creeped out if my husband smiled like that. Are you okay? And he said he found the meaning of life. He found that one thing. Mm-hmm. And he was telling the guys, I found, I know what it is. And they said, well, what is it? And he said, well, it's different for everyone. For me, it's my wife and kids, mm-hmm. my family. And he decides, she tells him at the end, are you going to quit your job? And he says, no, I'm not going to quit my job. I'm just going to do it better. And I think that's sometimes what you need. You just need that little, a little boost. Right. Exactly. It's not so much that he had to change his job. He just had to change his outlook on mm-hmm. it because he didn't have a terrible job. And at one point he used to like his job mm-hmm. because even the boss said you used to be so good at this. Yeah. So at one point he had passion for his job and lost it. So is it the job's fault or was it his fault? Yeah. It was just stuck in a rut, which I think happened. I mean, the midlife crisis, that's a cliche for a reason. It, mm-hmm. You know, there are people go through things like that. Yeah. So just changing your outlook sometimes can fix, fix problems <laughs> or going on a cattle drive. Maybe that should be our next adventure. Right. I would love to. The whole time I was watching this, I was thinking. That would be fun. I would love to do that. I would. I would love to really get out there. And do that. I would too. But we grew up with horses and in the country and stuff. So we wouldn't be actual. Well, I don't know. I guess I would be. You have a horse on your property. I know you don't ride. But I would be an actual city slicker. Because I don't have a horse. Oh. But it would be fun. Yeah, but I know how to ride. You would be a city slicker, but you... I've had experience. You've had experience and you would catch on quickly. I don't think you would have any problem doing what you needed to do and getting it done. Yeah, it would be fun. So how do you, so in the part of the movie, when they start the cattle drive and the, the dad dentist says, remember that movie? And they're getting ready to start the cattle drive and they all take off their hat and they yell, yeehaw. Mm-hmm. And some, how, how do you say yeehaw? How would you do that? If you were on a horse and you were getting ready to start the cattle, cattle drive, because it's not always yeehaw. Oh, I would say yeehaw. <laughs> some of them were like, yahoo. Yeah. It's <laughs> no. not a yahoo. It's no. a yeehaw. We all know that. <laughs> it's a yeehaw. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> you said your favorite part was the stampede. Yeah, stampede, favorite part. Yeah, Rowan's favorite part was the harmonica scene and the night with Curly. Mm-hmm. What's my favorite part? I like a lot of them. I like it when they're trying on the different hats. That one's funny. Oh, that oh. is a good one. And after the first day of riding the horses, there's a quick, it's like two seconds of them sitting there with ice on their <laughs> private parts. Yes. <laughs> that one's good. Yeah. Rowan was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> like they're icing their 
their balls. <laughs> their crotches hurt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, you know how I always like to see if there's any truth to any of this. Oh yeah. Yes. So um, Mitch's best day that he talks about, you know, they're talking about their favorite day. Oh, best and worst day. Mm-hmm. Best and worst day. So Billy Crystal used a real story from his childhood. That really is his favorite day. The day with his dad and they go to uh, the, baseball the baseball game, game. and mm-hmm. yeah, so that is actually true. Oh, wow. And then a second thing that is true is that Billy Crystal's mom really calls him and does stuff like that on his oh, birthday. Oh, really? She calls and she's like, hi, honey, happy birthday. And On and, this yeah. day, 39 years ago. <laughs> He's like mouthing it. Yeah. Yes. That's funny. So yeah, I thought that was kind of fun because I always like to see if anything's true. So there's nothing with the friendship that's true, mm-hmm. but that's cute. stuff from his childhood is true. Yeah. Would you do that with your kids? Call him yeah. on your birthday and say, "Oh, oh, yeah." <laughs> in the car, in labor. It seems kind of a fun thing to say to oh, them. Yeah. Yes, and then I have one more little fun fact that I just want to add in real quick. So Bruno Kirby, who played Ed, was severely allergic to horses and had to get an injection every morning. Oh my gosh! So that he wouldn't die. <laughs> <laughs> While dealing with the horses and he was like an everyday struggle with him. Yeah. I really enjoyed digging into this one. It was a good one. I wanted a comedy. So before Mm -hmm. we did this, we did two kind of murderous, Mm -hmm. scary, not scary. I guess that's not the word, but they were deep. Yeah. (laughs) So it was so fun digging into a friendship that was funny and light. Well, it wasn't lighthearted. It was actually, they were going through some really deep, dark things. Yes. But there there was was interesting stuff to talk about with the friendship and there were definitely issues that needed to be resolved, but it was really fun and exciting to do something fun. Well, good. We'll think of another fun one for next time. Hopefully we won't take another big, long break. No, no more breaks. We just needed that one, but it was good. Glad to be back. (laughs) Yes, glad to be here. Keep listening, subscribe, DM us if you have any bestie questions, and we will talk to you next time. All right. Love you, best friend. Love you, best friend. If you have a bestie question or comment or have a request, reach out to us via email at samandtrissldbff at gmail.com. Or message us through our Instagram, longdistancebff.